Let's talk some product, drink some coffee. Welcome to Product Bean. Look, I get it. You know, transitioning from execution mindset to strategy mindset is something that's not easy, right? But I think a lot of it is we think that it's this magic thing that certain people have. Like these people were just gifted with the ability to think strategically when in in fact reality, you know, these people practiced it. You know, just like any other thing you wish to be great at, whether it's a musical instrument like a guitar, how do they get good at guitar, right? John Mayer didn't just magically be born into the excellent guitar player that he is. I mean, same is true for any baseball player, same is true for any football player, same is true for, for any sport. You know, they, they put the hours in to think and get their bodies in that shape. Just like if you're in product and you want to think strategically, you've got to put the reps in. You've got to think to yourselves, how, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? And then work to say, this is why I think we should be doing X over Y and trade-offs with that. And that's the prioritization conversation that it really is a large part of product, right? Especially when you get into these director and above levels, you've got to be able to make those trade-offs and you have to be able to commit to them and not be wishy-washy about it. And with product management, that's really key if you want to make that transition from execution of daily tasks and epic creations and requirements documents and taking those steps into how can I lead a team of people that can do that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to tell a little story with it. (laughs) Um, So here we go. So when I was growing up, my dad had a saying, which was, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And oftentimes that was met with, I'm trying to sing, I'm trying to play a musical instrument or whatever. And I just, frankly, I sucked and I, I couldn't do it very well. And his encouragement to me was like, look, son, look at whomever you like. I've already referenced John Mayer. And, you know, it was like, he didn't get that way overnight. He didn't learn to play guitar that night. He didn't try it once and he was good at it. You know, it's not like those video games that you play where you can just figure them out right then and right there. But, you know, he was right. It was something that I should have just thought of as, all right, let me just practice. Let me just practice. Let me just practice. And that's something I took to my heart as I was getting into sports, playing football, playing baseball, whatever it is, I would constantly obsessively practice it. But when I graduated college, got into the real world, got into the real jobs that, you know, we actually have, you know, not the little ones before, before that, but I stopped practicing. I just thought I was either good or bad and that was it. But I think, you know, when I got into my first, what I'll call a real job at Apple, I was, you know, just a punk kid out of college. And I just wanted to, you know, drink that Apple flavored Kool-Aid and talk to people who liked Apple products, right? I didn't think, you know, this is going to be a great career move or anything like that. I just frankly just wanted to be a genius because I wanted, you know, that most pretentious title ever. Um, But from there, you know, when I was at Apple, I really saw my managers being really blessed in that way of being truly gifted thinkers where they could like process information so fast and they would, you know, they, they would actually process it, they would apply it and they would get it out in a way that was strategic that would make everybody else feel happy and they would make decisions that would, you know, make our stores more profitable and everybody happier in the process. But one thing that came out of that is that wasn't exactly the case. They weren't born with that. You know, I would attend these group meetings where customers were already be lined up outside of our store waiting to get in before the store opened. And I would be listening to our, our store leader talk and he would be giving these empowering speeches about how we could be great to our customers. But he actually once said, 
we've got this thing called an experience coming up. And for those of you that haven't been at Apple, there was this thing called an experience where you could transition out of your individual contributor role into a more leadership-esque role where they could actually get some more opportunities to see what it meant to be a people leader. And, you know, I would think to myself, like, I'm certainly not cut out for that. It's just like, I just really want to talk to people about Apple products and fix them. And my store leader at the time encouraged me to apply uh, for this experience. So I did. Um, So the application process for that was, you know, relatively quick. You know, I'd go through a panel interview with other Apple store folks and they would pick my strategic brain and see if I could actually, you know, be a people leader and like how I would interact with these folks. And just going to cut to the chase. I was terrible. I failed that application process with flying colors. I mean, I was drawing from experiences as like an individual contributor and found the way that I'm thinking is very execution oriented and not strategic at all. And frankly, why, why should it be is what I would think to myself, right? I would just be in an Apple store, resetting passwords, removing viruses, replacing things that had like Cheeto dust in them. Right. Um, and basically I just had to be friendly. That was, that was really my main goal is to be friendly and, you know, be obsessed about Apple products. But that application process for that experience kind of changed my perspective. I wanted to take a step into people leadership, right? But I didn't really know what it took to think differently about that. Um, so a few days later, I would like share my feedback with my store leader and he would actually like offer to help me start thinking in the strategic way, which was something he didn't have to do. It was something he chose to do, right? And he was like, you know, I see you want to be a people leader. Let's, let's think about this. And so his feedback was really quite simple. He really, honestly, overly simple, but it was basically this. It was all right, take a look around the store, right? Look at all these interactions, all the people, all their experiences, their wait times, everything. And think about those problems and how you would solve them. Take them home, obsess over them, whatever you needed to do, but don't limit yourself to those problems. You know, like link, look for new ones, listen to the people around you, observe what they're saying and find the problems that are worth solving and think about how you would do it and more importantly, why you want to solve that problem. And that was honestly what he had to say. So it was like really someone opened this proverbial door that had been forever locked. So it was more like Eric's looking around now. He's thinking, okay, customers are waiting forever. They're getting their problems solved to come back, you know, maybe the next week with the exact same problem. Why is that? Employees are ticking off customers for whatever reason when they have to give bad news. (laughs) Like one of the most common things we'd saw was, hey, my phone's broken. I've got a broken screen. Let me go back there and fix it. And so we go back there and fix it. In that process, something gets damaged software-wise, what have you, and all their data is gone. And guess what? They didn't have a backup. There's nothing we could do about that. So how do we prevent that moving forward? We ask up front, do you have a backup? And if not, get one now. It's going to take you a couple hours maybe, so you may want to come back. Um, so those are some opportunities that we saw. And I think one thing that was interesting is I got to take those problems home and I got to really obsess over them like he, like he wanted me to. And I was already obsessed with Apple products. Why not try to make an Apple store even better? Um, plus, I was a single dude in a one-bedroom one apartment, so I didn't have much else to do. So I took those problems home and I would think on them. And you know, I would go back to my store leader and I would say, hey, this is what I thought about. And frankly, he didn't have to do this. He was probably just really wanting me to feel empowered in a lot of ways, but he didn't have to do this. He would actually have the kindness to say, hey guys, guess what Eric was thinking about last night? This is what he would present to the team and ask the team for input and he would gather their input and then he, he would let me hear it live and it really would just serve as that encouragement and more importantly, validation that you know I was doing the right thing. 
So like with that encouragement, you know, I practice solving those problems. I practiced being observant to those around me. I practice listening to customers and I more importantly, I'd practice listening to the people around me, you know, that would just like also have the same problems that I had, or maybe they had different problems, but they were in the same space and just continue to work in that. So moral of that story is practice works in sports, like learning an instrument, playing a board game, whatever it is. And we don't always apply that to where we are now in our corporate jobs. And I think we failed to exercise that practice um, with our thinking in a lot of new ways. We could really improve that. So you can take that that kind of story, at least I do at least, and this is really, let's be real, this is more for me, right? <laughs> but um, we can take those, those exercises and those practicing moments and apply them now to your strategic thinking if you're a product manager. And I can kind of walk you through, you know what that would look like, but first I gotta take a sip of coffee. Pretty good today. Pretty good today. Went to a little local coffee shop. Uh, dark roast again, but excellent. We'll talk about that a little later. So I think if you were to say, what does strategic thinking look like in practice as a product manager? You can really think about it as like baby steps, right? Uh, one thing that I did as a baby step when I wanted to think strategically was I would put a sticky note above my computer that would actually say something like, what problem are you trying to solve or what's the outcome you're looking for or the outcome you're looking to achieve and when I'm sitting in my like 15th meeting of the day and someone's like I think it would be really cool if we move the checkout button to the left side of the screen we can as product teams we can think okay to ourselves what problem are they trying to solve with that maybe they just think it's aesthetically pleasing but that really gives you the ability to steer the conversation back to the problem at hand not like a feeling that a lot of folks may have or a solution um, that's looking for a problem which is probably a story for another day but from there it slowly becomes part of your normal thinking it rewires your your brain to think in a way that encourages you to think about things strategically encourage you to think about things that aren't an execution mindset and you know i think it it won't always be that black and white as to simply like ask what problems you're wanting to solve with this comment or this change or this whatever it is but as you climb that proverbial ladder you'll find that these baby steps such as putting a sticky note over your over your screen or putting a reminder on your phone that maybe reminds you on a daily basis about a question, you'll find that these baby steps that you interject into your meetings will along the way change your brain into thinking about these things a little more strategically. But then those real benefits really begin. Once you've got that practice and maybe you've taken that step into a senior PM or a director of product, you really get to take those steps and give them, give these gifts of it really does feel like a gift. Give these gifts of how to think strategically to those product managers on your team so that they can then take the steps into where you are. And you may think, well, I don't want people to take my job, but that gives you the ability to take the steps up the next rung on the ladder. So as you're creating more breadth for them, you're subsequently creating more breadth for you as well. So it's really a great thing. But I think all that being said, let's get to the, the most important part of this, which is what coffee do we have? We've got a local coffee shop that is using Colombian beans and with these Colombian beans it's a dark roast I almost went light but again we talked about it last time it's easier on the tummy it really is so here we go mm. and it's a house brew too like a batch it's really good really really happy with it the problem with it though is I've only had like maybe five or six sips and I am energetic I am ready but that's it for now. I think we'll, we'll try to continue to make our 
agenda a little tighter, I think one thing I want to do is start bringing in a buddy um, to talk about his product management journey. And we'll see what he has to say and how he wants to be, you know, moving up that ladder just like us all. And he wants to take those steps into product. And maybe that's the next thing that we can do is get some folks in here to talk. Um, We'll see.